Content warning. This episode contains explicit language and material. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back. <laughs> it's another another murder episode. Murder sode. Joy. <laughs> murder sode. So excited. So, Sarah, you're telling us the story again this week? Yep. Awesome. This week we're going to talk about a spree killer who's also, they consider a family annihilator. Spree killer. So that's, that's a... A large grouping of people in uh, in essentially the same event, right? No. A spree killer is a person who kills more than two people in a very short amount of time. So, like, well, yeah, it's like less very back, like, boom, boom, boom. Like within a few days? Yes. So, it doesn't have to be in the same place or at the same time. They just have, they're, they are considered this if it's more than two murders within... A very short period of time. I think this guy's was like over nine days. Okay, okay, but there's just not any significant gap between all of the killings. Well, there is between his first murder and his the rest of the murders. But they consider him a spree killer because the rest of the murders took place over... Very quickly. Very quickly, and there was a bunch of them. All right. And really, from everything I read, not really a reason. Like, don't really know why. But I will say this happened a long time ago. A long like time long? ago. Like, uh, the 50s? Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's quite We're a bit talking, of time ago. <laughs> talking like 70 years ago. A lifetime ago. Yes. So, are we ready? We didn't introduce ourselves at all. Oh, I'm Bobby. I'm okay. Sam. And I'm Sarah. And this is Speaking of Murders. Welcome. And speaking of murder. So, yeah, Sarah's telling today. We covered that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we, we did. Yep. I was like, uh, I thought you already said that, Bobby. Yeah, I probably did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me about a spree killer. All right, well... <laughs> This guy's name is Charles Starkweather. He was born on November 24th, 1938. So, okay. Long time ago. In Lincoln, Nebraska. Going to Nebraska. He was the third of seven children born to parents Guy and Helen, which I, really, I don't know why I just like that. Guy and Helen. Guy was a carpenter. <laughs> Samantha had something to say. Just the name guy. I, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna elaborate. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my opinions to that name to myself. <laughs> but well, guy was a carpenter. All right, guy who had arthritis in his hands and was often unemployed. Ellen was a waitress. Even though Charles was a child during the Great Depression. 
and his family was poor, they managed. They figured it out. Charles was bullied at school because he walked bow-legged, and he had a very slight speech impediment. Some things I read also said he was, like, super nearsighted, but I don't know if that's confirmed, and they said, like, he didn't figure that out until he was a teenager, but I've never seen him with did glasses he have, on. Like, I was going to say, did he have, like, giant glasses on or like something? Like, in the pictures I saw of him, I didn't see glasses. So I don't know if that's true. Anyway, after seeing James Dean in the movie Rebel Without a Cause, okay, Charles started dressing and emulating like James Dean. He wanted to be James Dean. I'm sure he was not the only young man no. at that time that wanted to be James I'm Dean. Say, no, probably not. James I Dean. don't think I would mind being James <laughs> Dean. <laughs> Except for the dying in a car accident part. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't want to. That was very unfortunate. So he ended up dropping out of high school at the age of 16. Because of they say like he was bullied when he was younger. And then when he became a teenager, he kind of got buff in gym class. And w- he started emulating James Dean. So then he became the bully. Like he started firing back at these people and then it became too much and he just decided to quit school okay his best friend's girlfriend introduced him to a girl named carol ann fugate when he was 18 years old so he's 18 now she's 13 it's hard for us in 2022 i know but in the 50s it's completely normal they were madly in love from the start So much so that Charles took a job at a Western Union newspaper warehouse as a truck unloader because of how close it was to Carol's junior high school. (laughs) I know. I know. Uh, mm. It's the 50s. I know it's the 50s. And I'm trying to be respectful (laughs) of that. But it's just like how in love is a 13-year-old, you know? Yeah, she... It's questionable. At some point in their relationship, Charles was teaching Carol how to drive his car, and she wrecked it. His dad, Guy, actually owned the car. He paid for the damages, but he was so pissed that he kicked Charles out. He was, like, no longer willing to put up with Charles's behavior. Cause okay. He was, well, I mean, he was 18. So. Right, but he was out here acting like James Dean. So he's like, (laughs) get out. I think it was at this point that Charles decided that the only way to survive was to commit bank robberies. Oh, he was trying to Bonnie and Clyde it? Apparently. So he quit his job at the warehouse or at the newspaper unloading trucks to become a garbage collector. Because in his mind, he was going to use the garbage route to plan the robberies. These are my favorite kinds of cases (laughs) where it's there's other crazy shit going on. Like, this is obviously insane. Anyone who's trying to rob a bank, like, don't. It's a terrible idea. But, I mean, oh, this... mm. I'm excited to hear this story. I love these type of stories. Okay, well, I'm going to... Unfortunately, break the news to you, Bobby, that he never actually gets to rob a bank. Well, you know, not great for the story, but <laughs> hey, you know what? 
it's a good the, thing. The intent is all Bobby needs. <laughs> <laughs> he did, however, commit his first murder not long after well, he that started. Took a dark turn. Yes. Yeesh. So he went from unloading newspapers to picking work, up trash picking and up trying trash to figure out to how to robbing rob. banks to now I just murdered somebody. Yes. He was 19 years old at this point. It all started on November 30th, 1957, when Charles went to a local gas station to buy Carol a stuffed animal dog. Okay. <laughs> because she's a child and she, likes stuffed she's animals. Technically, she's 14 at this time. She likes stuffed animals. The problem was he didn't have enough money. And the gas station clerk, Robert Colbert. <laughs> Good name. Like that name. Would not sell. I feel like we need to take a tally of how many Roberts there are in Okay, well, there's two in this story. <laughs> there's two different ones in this story. In the stories that we tell weekly. It's <laughs> <just> like a <laughs> weekly tally of how many Roberts there are. So Robert would not sell him this stuffed dog on credit. Which credit was a common I know, thing it was a back huge then. Thing. Yeah, you could just be like, "This is I'll my pay name. You I'll pay you what I'm I pay good it. for it." Right. Well, this Robert was like, "No, I'm not selling you this stuffed animal on credit." Well, at this time, Robert was 21 years old. He had already served in the Navy, and he was the manager of this gas station. Charles was outraged by this whole situation so over a stuffed dog over a stuffed dog so he returned to the store at 3 a.m on december 1st with a shotgun he entered the store three times total that morning the first he bought a pack of cigarettes the second time he bought a pack of gum and the third time he put on a hat and a bandana to cover his face, went inside and held Robert at gunpoint for what was in the safe, which turned out to be $100, which I guess in the 50s is a lot more than now, but it's $100. It's probably equal to a couple thousand bucks today. I mean... Yeah, I don't know the money differentials. Well, then he took Robert to his own car, so Robert's car, made him drive to a secluded area, and after they struggled, he shot him once in each leg and then once in the head and just left his body there. Over a stuffed dog. Yes. A stuffed animal. Because he wanted a stuffed to, animal. He wanted to give it to the love of his life, Samantha. Okay, well, then just fucking grab the stuffed animal and run away. <laughs> like, <laughs> just fucking steal it then. Yeah. Like... Just to be clear, I'm going to shoot not, you three times. Not promoting theft, but no, if not you're at looking all. at a choice between theft or murder, choose theft. <laughs> 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 Don't wake up and choose violence that day. <laughs> he hadn't even been to sleep. He literally, like, it was three o'clock in the morning. He, he went like, back later. He's like, he went back later in the middle of the night when he knew no one else would be there. He's so I'm sure pissed. Carol was not that upset about the stuffed dog. Well, I don't know. Because Charles did tell Carol 
about the fact that he robbed the gas station, but did not tell her he killed Robert. The other question I have is, why shoot him in the legs? I if think you're that, just happen- kill that him? may have happened during the struggle for the gun. It didn't really say. It just said he got shot once in each leg. Well, he might have had like a thought of like, I'm just going to injure this guy briefly you know like yeah i mean that would be my guess would be he's gonna immobilize him and then thought better of it you know hey i i was already in the store twice and this guy knows who i am knows who i am whatever or might talk and then kill him but if that outside of that specific occurrence i don't see any point other than just inflicting pain on this person to shoot him in the legs yeah, I have no idea, because he does, like, in later killings, he does things that you're like, why? So, in January, so a month later, Charles got fired from his job and evicted from his apartment because he couldn't pay his rent because he got fired from his job. On January 21st, 1958, Charles went to Carol's house. With a shotgun and ammunition. Like, he went there with a shotgun and ammunition. Because she was still living at home at this time? They yes, because she's together. 14. Okay. She's, like, 14. They're just dating. When Carol's mother, 36-year-old Velda, and her stepfather, 57-year-old Marion, so you can see there's mm-hmm. age difference there, too, wouldn't let him enter the home. Like, they were like, no, you can't come in here and see our 14-year-old daughter. He shot Marion in the head. The stepdad. Yes. And Velda was shot in the face and then beaten with the shotgun. Jesus. Okay. Had something happened that they were like doesn't there's Or no... they were just like no, you're not coming in here because he was wielding a shotgun. It doesn't say. It just says he showed up at her house. Because he got evicted, and I guess he showed up there maybe with nowhere else to go, and they were like, no, you're not coming in here. Doesn't really say. But the worst part about this is that Carol had a two-year-old sister named Mm. Betty Jean, and he killed her too. What? Yeah. I'm not going to go into detail about how. But he killed her, too. Is there any inclination as to why? No. Then, I mean, I can only assume, then, that he's like, well, this little girl's parents are dead, and I don't want to take care of her. So, you know, let's... Or he's just lost his damn mind. Well, obviously, he's killing people, but still. Well... Twisted logic is still logic. It's just wrong. The couple, so Charles and Carol put a sign on the door that said the family was sick with the flu and then they lived in the house with the bodies for days. Like, willingly? Like, she lived there willingly with him? Or does it, I mean, does it, it probably doesn't say. Remind me where this story is taking place? Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska. Nebraska. What time of year? January. Okay, so it's cold. Yes. And in the 50s, okay. Some reports said that they were there for like six days. Some just said a couple days. Either way, 
they lived in this house like they were a happy couple with her dead mother, sister, and stepfather. Well, I was just asking because my my mind went to how quickly are these people decomposing in oh, this yeah. house with them? If it's the middle of winter, and who knows if that house is equipped with any kind of heating system, realistically, I mean, they might have had... You well, know, they weren't like going to be frozen, maybe, so they no. were decomposing it's to just, some extent. You're right, but you you know, if we're talking about like what we had last week, where they're in one of the Carolinas in the midsummer, yeah. it's going to go a hell of a lot faster than you know, middle of Oklahoma in the in the middle of winter. I don't know. Well, it doesn't say anything about the bodies. It does say, though, that Carol's grandmother started to get suspicious because she had been trying to get in touch with her mom, and Carol had just kept saying she's got the flu. And so Carol's grandmother called police to do a welfare check. But by the time the police arrived, Charles and Carol were gone. They were, like, gone, and now the police walk into this house find three dead bodies i can't believe that she i don't know just like lived there for there's there's a whole nother case about some girl doing that her boyfriend killing Mm -hmm. her family and they lived in the house for days and days and like acted like this married couple while Mm -hmm. her family was like yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, she's 14, incredibly impressionable. I'm sure he could have told her anything and she would have believed it. Um, by the way, I know the one that you're talking about. She's still a free woman. Yeah. He's in jail. Anyhow, we'll get to that some other time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that one's a mess. Charles had driven the couple to a family friend's farm named August Meyer, He was 72 years old. This was on the 27th of January. So this started on the 21st. So this is six days later. So yeah, about six days. Um, For there's no reason given, he killed August and his dog with the shotgun. The dude's just like trigger happy. He's just like, fuck it. Might as well. Like I killed the one guy. Let's just kill everybody yeah anybody that that's the feeling i'm getting off of this just like oh well so when they tried to leave that same day charles's car was stuck in the mud so they had to hitchhike no one knows why like why go to that farm in the first place and kill them and kill him and his dog anyway so they started hitchhiking Unfortunately, they were picked up by another teenage couple, 17-year-old Robert Jensen and (laughs) 16-year-old Carol King. And again, at some point, they killed the two teenagers. Robert was shot six times in the head, and Carol was shot once in the head, then stabbed in the abdomen and the pubic area. And then the couple stole their car and drove into a Lincoln, Nebraska suburb. And I'm assuming, I'm hoping there was no signs of any kind of sexual assault on it, it her. It never said 
that. Six times in the head? Yeah, he shot him six times in the head. Or somebody did. Assuming it was Charles. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm just like, okay. So that one, they say he did because he wanted the car. So it was like a, I need your car and I don't Again, you have a gun. Just steal the car. You can intimidate. I'm sure most people are like, you got it, buddy. Take it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, if someone was flashing a gun at my face, I'd be like, yeah, here's the keys. Go ahead. Right. Oh, by the way, the car. Uh, by the way, everybody, <laughs> Sean is here. Sean, Sean is Sean here. Made it. <laughs> I, I'll, just, I'll just pop in here and there. <laughs> so once they're in the suburb, I, this is still killing me, though, that this is all of these events escalated from a stuffed, a stuffed animal dog well a stuffed dog and being fired and evicted okay <laughs> <laughs> you can hold on to the stuffed dog but i mean that started the first killing all i'm just because everything is avoidable is what well, i'm getting at is it's been yes 100 percent. there was so no reason outlandish for this to happen <laughs> like the thought process, I don't understand the thought process, I think is what's getting me. No, I know. Well, once they're in the suburb, they broke into the home of 46 year old Clara and 47 year old Chester, their last name is Ward, on January 28th, so the very next day. So they killed three people on the 27th. Well, three people on the 21st, three people on the 27th. Now they're on the 28th, they're in, they break into this couple's house. At the time, Chester was at work. He was an uh, industrialist, so they're pretty well off. The couple had a maid named Lillian, who was 51 years old. Charles and Carol stabbed Clara multiple times in the neck and chest in front of Lillian. And after this, they forced her to make them breakfast. So Carol is, like, actively being a part of these murders, too. Like, the 14-year-old. Sure what it sounds like. It will come like into she's question not, later. She's not just, like, being drugged through this, like... That becomes in, the These insane later. events. Oh, okay. Is whether she was willingly participating or whether she was, like, his hostage. Like, he was forcing her to do... Right. That becomes shits. an argument when they're in trial. So they made they made this poor woman make them breakfast after, okay, after, after she after she just watched them stab her employer. employer. Well, in the middle of them eating breakfast, uh, Chester returned home. So that's usually what happened in the fifties. You came home for lunch. Yeah. So he returned home before he even knew what was happening. They shot him to death. So he was shot before he even knew that his wife had already that his been wife had been death. stabbed to death. Again, they're gonna say that <clears throat> this happened because they needed a different car because they thought that the car they stole from the teenagers was already they had already had it too long. So they claimed they did this for the car. Well, before they left in the ward's car, they tied Lillian to her own bed and stabbed her to death. And then they took Mr. Ward's Packard, which I had to look that up to see what kind of car that was. It's a badass car. 
Hackford. Yeah, it's like one of those old school, like, see it at shows kind of cars. It's a nice-ass car. Um, At this point, police had notified the National Guard. Okay. Yeah, it's a nice-ass car. So police had no like notified the National Guard of the killing spree that was taking place. See, that's a nice. Yeah, car. that is a super nice looking. It's car. like yeah, like old school, like mafia style yeah. looking vehicle. Well, knowing that they were being hunted, Charles wanted to switch cars again because the Packard was very luxurious and, and very stood recognizable. Out. Yeah, it stood out. To get another car. He killed a traveling salesman, 36-year-old Merle Colson, just at his car like it was a, what's the word I'm looking for? Very, never mind. I don't know what word I'm looking for. So, the problem was that this car, Merle's car, had a parking brake. And Charles had never been in a car before with a parking brake, so he didn't know how it worked. I like that name, Merle. Mm-hmm. Merle. Yeah. It's yeah. not a very common name, but I like that name. It's I, I like saying it, Merle. Yeah, it's a cool name. So he didn't know how to make the car go, like, because he didn't know how to release the parking brake. He had never had a car with a parking brake. Well, a man passing by <clears throat> didn't realize that Charles had just killed a guy for this car, so he offered to, like, help release the parking brake but charles was like so amped up and scared that he He killed did he kill him too he didn't kill him he threatened him with a knife and the guy took off running and at this time there was a deputy that saw that interaction happening so the deputy called for backup because he's like there's this dude like threatening another dude with a knife not realizing that it was the guy they've been looking for for days. So at this point, Carol jumps out the car crying. And she's claiming she was kidnapped, being held hostage. She also told them that Charles killed someone. (laughs) Quite a few people. So Charles, not knowing how to release this barking brake, just runs gets out of the car and runs back to the Packard and drove away he's like I'm just gonna be in this fancy car because I can't get this other car to work well police caught up with him they had a high-speed chase and the sheriff actually blew out the back window of the Packard and Charles was cut in like behind the ear with the glass as it sprayed mm-hmm. at him. Well, he thought because he was bleeding, he thought he got shot. So, like the dumbass he is, he pulled over and stopped because he wanted them to give him medical attention because he thought he got shot in the head. But really, he just had a minor cut behind his ear. <sighs> So they caught him because he thought he got shot. He thought he got shot. (laughs) And needed medical attention immediately. Yeah. But really, he just had a small cut behind his ear. So he turned himself in. Oh, well, for the last seven days, he's just been going around wielding a gun, shooting anybody that crosses his path. 
Okay, so Charles Starkweather and Carol Fugate were arrested, obviously. Charles was charged with multiple counts of murder. He pled innocent by reason of insanity. Like they all do. But he was found guilty pretty fast and was sentenced to death. Carol claimed that she was kidnapped and a hostage, but the jury found her guilty due to the fact there was actual proof that she had plenty of opportunities to get away from him, and she didn't. She stayed with him. She chose to stay. But since she was 14 at the time, she got life in prison instead of the death penalty because she was underage. Uh, Charles was executed by electric chair on June 25th, 1959. Carol was paroled in June of 1976 at the age of 31. Really? Yes. Okay. So 17 17 years. 17 years. And then she gets paroled on a life sentence. Yes. She maintained her innocence forever um and with support of from victims family members she sent an application in for a pardon in february of 2020 really but her pardon was denied because the role of a pardon is to restore a felon's rights so it's like if you were actually innocent this is like expunges your record and it makes it where people can't like come like say you're guilty pretty much okay like but like clears your background right and makes it where you're supposed to have a better life by being pardoned because like if somebody googled you your record shouldn't should be like expunged or whatever or it shouldn't hinder you from getting a job or you can go buy a gun again right because you were technically innocent well they were like no because you were guilty we're not gonna absolve you of the crimes you were guilty you served your time so she didn't get her pardon so let's recap here in eight days they killed 10 People for no apparent reason. For a stuffed dog. They killed 11 people total, but 10 people in those eight days. Started because of a stuffed animal. Some people say it also was because he had grown up so poor that he thought the only way to, like, get anything in life was to be a criminal. Yeah, but it, it it seemed as though he was just like frantically flipping killing people. He was because I think after he killed her family, he didn't know what else to do but keep like, killing people. They were literally like, "We're just gonna stay on the run for the rest of our lives, just killing everybody that comes in our path." Basically. So you want to know why I did this case in the first place? Sure. Sure. Enlighten me. It's because of a movie that this. That was based off of these killings. Anybody got any guesses? Uh, Bonnie and Clyde? No, that's like a real life thing. Natural Born Killers? Yes. Natural Born Killers was based off of Charles and Carol and their killings. Okay. (laughs) 
Does it sound familiar now that I said it? It's like you can like envision in your head like watching natural born killers and being like they did that for like absolutely no, no reason, reason. Yeah. except for their love of each other and like being obsessed with each other. Interesting. Yeah. Makes me want to go watch Natural Born Killers again. It's been too long. Yeah, it's been a really long time since I've seen that movie. But that is the end of my murder case. Well, okay. All right. So if you like the story or you like the tell our telling of the story, let us know. You can reach us at missingmurderhaunted at gmail.com. Um, we've got a website that uh, I forgot to mention last week. What's the website? missingmurderedhaunted.com yeah there you go missingmurderedhaunted.com <laughs> um, you can find us on our socials on Instagram at missingmurderedhaunted and Facebook missingmurderedhauntedpodcast and uh, yeah so follow us yeah follow us message um, us hop on whatever podcast app you're using give us five stars if you can comment leave a comment share us with your friends so they can uh hear these crazy stories too and tally up how many roberts yeah. we talk about yeah keep, that, keep that a running can, tally with be, us that can be what you comment this week robert <laughs> Maybe that, like that'll be our followers I've, it's our all of our roberts every story <laughs> i come up with has robert tell us what what you want us to call you you let us know send it over to the email or message us on facebook or instagram we'll we'll get it we'll see it we'll check it out yeah all right. Well, we'll uh, see y'all next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>